You just arrived for your professor's office hours with 10 minutes left. There's time for one question, and your professor has to answer quickly, but clearly and accurately so you understand. Welcome to Cali Laudables, your audio law professor. Dean Glessner finds. Hey, Dan, come on in. How's orientation going? Pretty good, but I have a question. I was listening to some of the other 1L students, and they were all talking about their LSATs, and they all have higher LSAT scores than I do. It's got me a little worried that maybe I'm not smart enough to succeed in law school. Oh, Dan, I wouldn't let that worry you. Law school success or failure is rarely about how smart you are. Your law school would not have admitted you if they didn't believe you had the preparation and ability to succeed. Scores on standardized tests, past grades, degrees, undergraduate majors, none of those things can guarantee or even predict with very much accuracy your own personal odds for success or failure. Your colleagues are probably just whistling in the dark to cover their own insecurities when they start making claims about how high their LSATs are. But hey, even if their LSATs are high, that doesn't mean they're going to succeed and you won't. Everyone in law school is very smart, and the differences in ability among the class are very small. In my experience, and research backs this up, it's not smarts that makes the difference, but other factors, more personal factors, like practical resources. Some students don't succeed in law school because they lack sufficient time or money or health or social supports. In other words, they don't have the resources that allow them to put the effort into the first year of law school that it demands. Often as not, students who don't succeed in law school have been sidetracked by life, not because they weren't smart enough. And another set of factors is attitude. Successful law students are highly motivated, positive, confident, Let me ask you this. Why are you in law school? Well, I don't really know exactly what kind of law I want to practice. I just know that I really enjoy reading and thinking about law and how it can make such a big difference in society and people's lives, and I'd like to be a part of that. Do I need to know exactly what I want to do in order to succeed? Not at all, Dan. Successful students are motivated, but their motivation doesn't have to be from some crystal clear vision of a particular type of law practice or even law practice at all. For that matter, what's important is that you have a personal commitment to learning law and legal skills. Students who are in law school because they're fulfilling someone else's dreams aren't very likely to be able to maintain the kind of positive and ongoing commitment that law school requires. Sounds to me like you have enough motivation to succeed. Now you just need a little more confidence. There's a Goldilocks spot of confidence in law school. Too much confidence, and you won't put in the hours, and you won't challenge yourself enough to build the analytical skills you need. Too much doubt or fear, too much worrying about other people's LSATs, or whether you're smart enough, you're going to spend up more time worrying than you do work, and you're going to give up too easy when the going gets tough, and it will get tough. Instead, you just need to keep your eye on the learning, and just Believe that if you work hard and you continually challenge yourself, you will succeed. And by the way, the research backs up everything I'm telling you. 
It's not a lack of smarts that would put you at risk of failure in law school. Failure usually is the result of not having the personal resources to be able to succeed or having attitudes that get in the way of success. So don't worry about LSATs. Just get your resources lined up and your attitude in the right place. You'll do fine. But that's just it, Dean Glessner finds. I have to do better than just fine. I need to get A's. But it sounds like I can do that. I have the resources, I've got enough money banked, and I'm good at sticking to a budget. Being single and new to town, I don't have anything to do here in town except go to law school. So I figure if I just keep to myself, don't get distracted by everyone else, and don't let them mooch off my work, I can come out on top, right? Well, Dan, it sounds to me like you're viewing law school as a race you have to win. Well, it is, isn't it? Well, it's true that law school is competitive. And it's true that most law schools do rank students against one another, but here's the trick, Dan. It's also true, and the research supports this, that students who focus on competition are less likely to be successful. They're often more stressed, and they're very often less satisfied with their accomplishments than students who simply focus on doing their own personal best and have a cooperative attitude toward their fellow students. One of the most practical reasons not to enter law school with a sense that your fellow students are your opponents and some kind of a race that you have to win is that you need your fellow law students. Isolation is a key factor in law school failure. Law school requires that you have to be able to test and defend your ideas. You have to generate all kinds of alternative interpretations and solutions. And those are skills that you learn best when you learn them with others. And more importantly, the relationships and the reputation you establish in law school, you're going to have those for the rest of your career. So better to think of your fellow students as your compatriots in this process, as your teammates, rather than as your competitors, and act accordingly. Okay? Okay. I think I get it. But I'm a little reluctant to share my materials with others. I've worked really hard to get ready for law school, and I have a lot of materials that should really give me an edge. I have a friend who just graduated magna cum laude, and he gave me all his notes and outlines and an entire set of flashcards he made for each class so that I can learn all the law really solid. I'd hate to share all his secrets. Well, Dan, that's great that you've worked so hard to get ready, and you're lucky to have a friend willing to help you. And I think you'll find that as you get started, you're going to have a whole lot of other people that are willing to help you. Fellow students, commercial vendors, web advisors, are a whole lot of people that will have materials they're willing to share with you, and they'll tell you that they have the key to success. And maybe they really do have the key. The problem is that the key they have is the key to unlocking their own success, and their key isn't necessarily going to fit your lock. The way you learn, the way you read and write and study and memorize, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for someone else. The best strategy is what works for you. Whatever keeps you motivated and positive and connected and challenged and organized, that's what's going to lead to your success. And you have to be really careful when you've got folks giving you all kinds of materials that they say are going to help you learn it faster, better, easier. In other words, if you look for shortcuts, because I'll tell you, in the first year of law school, there really aren't very many shortcuts. 
There are shortcuts of memorizing the law. Yeah, your friend's flashcards might really help with that. But I'd hazard guess that the reason those flashcards helped your friend wasn't because he had them. It was because he made them. And the process of making the flashcards is what helped him to really learn the law. And even if they did help you memorize the law, law school is so much more than memorizing law. It's about learning the skills of legal reading and research and writing and analysis. And you have to memorize, yeah. You'll have to learn an entire new vocabulary and pages and pages of doctrine, rules, elements, factors, policies, but not for you to recite, not like a lot of undergraduate or high school learning. The idea is that you learn these rules as tools for legal analysis of new problems, problems you've never seen before. And that legal analysis, that's a skill that requires questions, interpretations, explanations, arguments, alternatives, not just answers, not things that someone can give you. You have to get the skill of finding those, and that means you have to practice. So students in law school early on uh, learn, if they want to succeed, that they have to get used to the idea that there is no right answer a lot of times. Instead, there are a range of right answers, and they have to be real comfortable with ambiguity and uh, not be looking for secret shortcuts. So, hey, hang on to your friend's materials, and if they help you to clarify or understand or memorize, great, but if you find that what they're doing is really uh, causing you to not do the work yourself, uh, they're not much better than steroids for building muscles. you got to really you got to lift your own weight if you really want to succeed. But hey, listen, we both got a class pretty quick, so why don't we head downstairs? Thanks for dropping by. Why don't you check in with me in a couple weeks? Let me know how you're doing, okay? Sure will. Thanks, Dean Glessner Fines. Bunnables are produced and distributed by Cali, that's the Center for Computer Assisted Legal Instruction. You can find more Laudables at www.cali.org slash laudables. And you can send your questions and feedback to laudables at cali.org, that's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at cali with a C dot org. The Laudable theme music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.